Welcome to Run Through Presents Gone Running. I'm Ben Shepherd, and on today's episode, we've got James Nobles. James won the infamous 2022 Dragon's Back race. The race is branded the world's toughest mountain race and travels from Conway Castle in North Wales to Cardiff Castle in South Wales over six days and over 240 miles. So, yeah. It is a biggie, this one. In this, we recount moments throughout the race as well as delving into James's running story a little bit as well. He's a brilliant bloke, super motivational, and uh, I really hope you enjoy this conversation. Remember, as always, the full video versions of these conversations can be found on YouTube. Run Through TV is what you search up on there to find them. And make sure you're subscribed to keep up to date with all of the episodes here on Gone Running. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts as well, do pop us a five-star rating and a positive review. Okay, here he is, the winner of the 2022 Dragon's Back, James Nobles. So I am James Nobles. Um, I have just taken part in the 2022 Dragons Back race and uh, happened to come out the other side and uh, win it. For people that don't know, just give a little bit of a background to exactly what the Dragons Back is. So the Dragons Back is a six-day event um, where you cover around about, I think on average, 40 miles a day. Um, so across the six days, you do 240 miles. Um, I think you do somewhere in the region of like 56,000 feet of climbing. So <laughs> something like t- twice the height of Everest during the week. Um, and you go all the way from Conwy Castle um, in North Wales down to Cardiff Castle in South Wales. Um, and there was, I think, about 250-ish people taking part in it this year, at least on the start line anyway. In terms of expectation, you obviously came out of it with a result that is amazing, what did you think going into it? Did you think that there was a chance that you were going to be able to win it or where was kind of your head at? I'd, I'd, I'd trained up so that I, I'd, ne- I'd never really taken part in like one of these sort of big multi-day events before. So I trained up like hoping that I'd done everything I could to maybe like compete. Um, but I hadn't run against any sort of the, the top guys before. Um, but yeah, in my head, I had done all the training that I possibly could to give myself the best chance I had of maybe um, I was aiming for the like a podium place if I could do that. And then anything beyond that was going to be a massive bonus. What kind of drew you to that then? You said this was your this, your first kind of big multi-day thing. What drew you to having a bash at, at the multi-day type race? Well, like I've had, um, so I had a couple of friends, like they had both, done it um so one of them did it in 2019 the other one did it last year and hearing those guys chat about it um you start getting like a little bit of a an itch and you think okay this might be something that i like to do initially when they spoke about it i thought now nah, they're they're absolutely mad like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's no I'm chance, not doing it <laughs> yeah there's no chance i'm gonna ever do anything like that but then all of a sudden i was like volunteering at the event last year to try to get a bit of a feel for what it was like um, and as soon as I'd finished the volunteering, that was it. My name was in the hat. Um, and yeah, had a go at it this year. What is your running background then? Like, why 
did you start running? What's the story behind that? I used to play like lots of rugby. Um, and then as I went to university, I stopped playing rugby um, and just decided I needed something to help me yeah. keep fit. Um, and so I just started doing like recreational running right from probably like 2009. And then that's all I was doing, just recreational running, probably up until 2018. Um, I'd done like a few sort of road half marathons and things like that, but mainly all my running was like off road. Um, and then 2018 or 19, um, one of my friends, he sort of said, right, I'm going to do the Bob Graham round in the Lake District. Um, he asked me if I wanted to help him on one of the legs. And I said, yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, and ever since that, like I've been absolutely hooked into sort of this kind of like long distance mountain running. I just, I just love being out in the mountains um, and love being around all these kind of people as well, probably more so than anything. They're just a, a very good bunch of people. It's weird, isn't it? Because when you kind of immerse yourself in a new world and you would have had it in team sport with rugby, I've got kind of the same story in terms of how I properly got into running was through team sport, played a lot of rugby, went to uni, played a bit of rugby, got injured, then didn't couldn't really go back to rugby and thought like kind of what 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 can I do to keep fit firstly and then to kind of have that sort of that team feel as well, which is kind of weird when you talk about running because people think it's such an individual thing. But when yeah, you immerse yeah. yourself in that world, like like you just mentioned, particularly that sort of fell running world, there is that camaraderie that you do get in team sports as well that people don't really think about. Yeah, it is, it is absolutely like it might not necessarily be there like when you're like actually competing like in the events because it is like you spend an awful lot of time in these events on your own, maybe not chatting to people, but everything that sits around it, like the training all down here, I've got like a brilliant group of friends that like I do loads of training with before these kind of running events after the events. Um, like there's just such a good, um, yeah, community, like a community spirit around um, ultra running, mountain running. I don't really know too much about road running because I don't do any of that. Um, but definitely in these sorts of um, types of running. Yeah. The, the people are just brilliant. Um, and they're just so supportive of each other. I read, um, I read your Instagram post talking about like the fact that you literally scoured the world for anything dragons <laughs> back related pre-race yeah. and spoke to mates and whatever. When you, when it was getting closer and closer and closer, obviously you had trained up to this point was the anxiety kicking in about this race? Was it something that you were kind of nervous about? Obviously, you wanted to know exactly kind of how everything went. So how did you feel going, going to Conway and going to the start line? I felt, I felt, like, I felt quite good actually going into it um, because I didn't have, like, there were no expectations on me as such okay. to be doing anything in particular. Like, I, I suppose my wife, like, she, um, she probably expected me at least to finish it and then... Yeah. Uh, and also my friends probably expected me to finish it, but there was nothing like, there's nothing big sitting around it expectation wise. And I'm quite good at like just maintaining like sort of fairly level emotions, if that makes sense. I don't typically get too excited about stuff and I don't get too like anxious about things either. So yeah, which yeah. is, which is good and bad. Like I'm maybe not the best person to have at a party, but when it comes to doing <laughs> these things, <laughs> When it comes to these things, like I, I can, I can kind of maintain a pretty level head, which is good. Um, so yeah, that that really helps. That really helps. 
and when did when did it become sort of a reality that you thought I'm in a good position here like this could this could be something that I could potentially win the winning bit didn't really sink in or feel like it would be real up until genuinely like five miles from the end because oh, wow. so so one of the people the one of the other people who was still in the race on the last day was Chris Cope um, and he had like an absolute storm in first three days. And I think he struggled a little bit on day four and day five, but it was always in the back of my head that he's probably a lot better at running on the roads than I am, or at least on the flat than I am. The last day is relatively like you do very little climbing. It's quite quick. I'm not quick on that stuff. Um, and I was just waiting for, and he was running without a shirt on. So I was just waiting for this like topless, <laughs> topless man to like come past me. Um, but yeah, it just didn't happen. So when I got five miles from the end, I had a 50 minute buffer. I think it was like going into that last day. So I was pretty confident that if he passed me with five miles to go, he wasn't going to shave off 50 minutes as well thereafter. So it was about that point when I started to realize actually maybe, maybe I've got this in the bag now. And then all of this just, yeah, stuff came like flooding through. I think uh, the Dragon's Back is so different to a one day ultra or, you know, an ultra that you're, you start and you go through the night a hundred mile or even 150 mile. I know there are some 200s now uh, in the UK as well. The fact that you stop down and you stay and like you say, it's a multi-day, you obviously get to know people a little bit more, people you're sharing tents with, people you're, you know, speaking to out on the course. What is that process like of like, in your mind, kind of psyching yourself up that you're going to have to finish this day, camp essentially, and get up and then do it all again. Does it feel quite overwhelming or is it one of those things that it kind of goes quite quickly? In in hindsight, it goes really quickly. Um, like you think back and like, God, like I've just done six days of running. But I think at the time, like you just, you, well, at least I was like, you're just taking it on a day by day basis. Like I had, I was like pretty um, like sort of rigorous in like what I wanted to do when I got into camp. So I had like almost a list of things like that I needed to, that I know I needed to do when I got into camp in order to like get myself ready for the next day. So it was all stuff from, I don't know, putting compression leggings on, using the roller on my legs, like getting loads of diorite in me to like try rehydrate and stuff. So I had this like process that I had to go through when I got into camp and like whilst like all of the tent mates were, they were absolutely brilliant. Like I, I loved the time with them. I was also trying my best just to keep like, even when you're in the camp, just to try to keep focused on yeah. why I was there and like what I was trying to achieve um, and just not spend. Cause it's quite easy just to spend probably all evening if you wanted to just in like the food tent, chatting to people, having a really good time. But it was, there were other things that you also need to be kind of cracking on with um, every evening to make sure you're ready to go the next day. And I guess to make sure that you're focused on that like overarching goal, which was finishing to start with getting the podium. And then obviously by the end, like you said, um, winning the race, when you did realize in that last five miles, I've got this, like there's going to be no topless bloke whizzing past me in a sec. What was, what was your emotion in that moment? And then taking me through then that finish line. It was, um, it was pretty strong, if I'm honest. Like I'd, I hadn't really like 
as I was saying before, like I'm quite flatlining on the emotion scale. Um, but like, I, so I hadn't really like dwelled on anything too much up until that point, but I'd, I don't know. There's like, when you like, you kind of think back across all the training that you've done and all of the sacrifices that you've probably had to make. And it's not just personal sacrifice. It's like sacrifices on the family, um, sacrifices on say potentially flight friends and doing social things like all of that kind of like builds up. Um, and you're like, you realize like just how much has probably gone into something like this. And I'm sure it's the same for anyone, no matter where you finish really in the dragon's back race, you just, there's a hell of a lot of effort that goes into like even getting to the star line for these kind of things. And so that to me, just like when I got within five miles of the end, it just sort of bubbled up. Um, and you start like realizing like, yeah, this, this may happen here. Um, it's pretty much like a dream to kind of like win something like this. And yeah, you just like let yourself like feel like you could do it for a second. And to be honest, like I, I choked up quite a few times within that five miles running towards the end. And then I think I saw my, I saw my mum, my dad, my brother and his girlfriend, like at the checkpoint before the end, that was like quite um, overwhelming um, in a good sense. And then everybody there then at the end in Cardiff Castle grounds, um, sort of cheering as you're coming in and you can see the people that you maybe haven't seen in quite a while. There are a few people turned up that I didn't know were going to turn up um, and that's it. Then yeah, that was it. Like I was really struggling to, um, hold everything back as I cross the finish line. And uh, there's a few pictures where I definitely didn't hold it all. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I think I think that's totally warranted. What have the days been like since then? Because we're a little bit removed from it now, but it must still be kind of sinking in a little bit. And, you know, lots of people are asking you to speak and lots of people are asking you for interviews. And I know there's a few bits and bobs that have come out. It must feel a little bit, um, a little bit different. Like you finished races in the past, right? And all this hasn't happened necessarily. Like it must feel a bit weird. I think it does, but this is, um, yeah, it does. And it definitely hasn't sunk in um, that like I won this. Um, it really hasn't. And like, I've got a really bad memory. And so trying to like- <laughs> Don't just... forget, you haven't forgot this yet, <laughs> mate. <laughs> no, I've not forgotten that, but I try like sort of just go back through like some of the days and some of the things that had happened to try and like help cement it in my memory. Um, and actually like, I'm, yeah, it's really difficult to do. And I'm really struggling to, um, to sort of wrap my head around it. And you convince yourself that maybe, I don't know, you're not necessarily deserving of winning it as well. And, um, you get a little bit of like imposter syndrome going on. So, um, yeah, it's definitely not sunk in might take a long time to carry on sinking in, but doing things like this, like it's really nice to have the opportunity to kind of talk it through. Um, just, yeah. And then. Yeah, all the, the social media that goes around it is also quite nice in, in helping you realise that you've maybe achieved something pretty special. Yeah, well, mate, you have. And uh, I think imposter syndrome is something that I've spoke to quite a few people about, and that's definitely something in whatever whatever like walk of life, whether it's business or work or yeah. a race or whatever, like people, a lot of people feel. Um, but like you say, when you're in that last five miles and you're realizing all the hard work you've done without that hard work, you wouldn't have got to that position. So that's like why you're there, I guess. And looking back at the race, you mentioned something quite, quite fun. Well, quite, um, quite interesting there where you said you, you don't really remember those bits that maybe happened during the race. And I guess, cause you're so sort of focused on, right. This is the goal. 
I need, to, and it sounds like you treated it quite like I need to do this and then I need to get to sleep and then I need to do this and then I need to do this. It's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. So when you're putting that jigsaw puzzle together, you're not looking at the overall picture. So like now, I guess you can, you can look back at that picture and think about some of the things you saw and some of the scenery and some of the parts of the course that maybe were unbelievable. Yeah. But like even, even those bits, I, um, I think I, I wrote a, a bit of a blog on this and um, I don't, I honestly didn't fully take, not even fully partially take in actually yeah. probably any of the route. Like it was very much like, whilst I was pretty smiley, like on the run and like I was trying to sort of chat to people as I went past them, I really wasn't actually taking in much of like the scenery around me. Um, it was very much just like, head down literally concentrating on especially in the rocky bits and the bits that are uneven underfoot basically just concentrating on where every foot's going and then i'd have like the route on my watch and it's obviously on the map as well but i'm just going from like checkpoint to checkpoint and just it sounds ridiculous but like when they say about eating a what elephant like and taking it bit by bit like you're basically doing that with something like this yeah. and it was just checkpoint by checkpoint um and i think probably lots of other people had a much better um experience of Wales and the race than I did. Um, but I had had the opportunity to sort of see Wales and the route when I'd been out doing like the recce runs. So this was all this, the, the goals for this and going into this were not really about the scenery as such. It was more about, let's see, let's see what I can push myself to be able to do. It's almost like treating a race as like a mathematical equation, isn't it? Like if I do this bit, then I get to this bit and then I have to do this to get to this and whatever, like to get to the end goal, which eventually was obviously winning. Um, what's next then? Because this is, this is one big thing that's happened, but it's going to give you a lot of confidence in, in what you can do. So have you, have you got plans on what's next? And I know it's, like only a bit of time removed, but I, I know the cogs will already be turning. Yeah. yeah and the training has already started. So I'm doing the uh, Chevy at goat in oh, uh, the, the beginning of December. Um, so yeah, yeah, training started yesterday for that. Um, so just but an easier week than, than a typical training week, this one. Um, so yeah, get, just starting the process again now. Um, building back up for that. That's like 55 miles. Um, and then in December, like late December time, like we're having a, a little baby. So uh, oh, mate, that, congratulations. That, might, that might throw um, a small spanner in the yes. running works, but I'm sure it's going to be a, a very nice, uh, nice spanner to have to deal with. Well, at least, at least with a, with a race like the dragon's back, you'll have, you'll have got a bit more used to the sleep deprivation. I would imagine. <laughs> so it's not going to be, yeah. be such an issue. Um, <laughs> yeah. If, if somebody's watching this now, mate, and they're thinking, uh, I might, I, I'm, I love this story. I'm, I'm thinking of like lacing up my trainers for the first time and going out for a run. Just uh, maybe give them, maybe give them some words of wisdom, if you will. What would you, what would you say to somebody that's thinking, thinking about lacing up their trainers for the first time? Don't go on the roads. Go on the on the trails. Um, there's much better scenery, I think. Um, out there it depends on what your motivations are but i think definitely running off-road um absolutely trumps running on the road for me um and then the other thing would just be to like go easy on yourself like it's very um and this is cliche but it's very easy to like compare yourself to other people um and the fitness levels of other people the pace of other people 
Um, and yeah, just take it like little bit at a time and then gradually, like, I don't know, increase the distance, increase the number of sessions that you do a week. And just if you're not enjoying it, just ask yourself like why that is and uh, maybe reevaluate it and uh, figure out a, a different approach so that you do enjoy it. I wouldn't be doing any of this if I didn't enjoy doing it. Um, that's one of the main main motivators for uh, carrying it on. So I'd say find the thing that you enjoy doing if it is within running. 